So I'm at Dorney Park on a Friday night in October, waiting for the show to start, one that everyone I've spent time with that day has been hyping up. Around me, people thoroughly made up in Halloween costumes like creepy Hansel and Gretel and bloody clowns are staring at me, which is obvious by my nervous laugh. Gretel's saying to Hansel, she's a little too skinny to eat, don't you think? Which she's saying to be nice because I'm wearing one of those blinking blue Nobu necklaces. And that's because this is me walking through one of the attractions at the preview night in September. Wow, that was a quick reaction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got Woo! It's not too late to get a necklace, you know, right? Actually, that was just walking in the park. Here is going through an attraction. I'll spare you most of it. Is that it? Oh, that's a person. That's that person's alive. So at this point, I'm literally crying, and my boyfriend is laughing. So back to that Friday night. It sounds like a heavy metal concert, but this is when the character called the Overlord, the devilish supreme leader over the cast of characters at Dorney's Halloween Haunt, comes onto stage surrounded by dancers dressed in black and skull makeup called the Skull Squad. Dorney Park, it is I, the Overlord. Picture strobe lights, loud music, a fake human sacrifice, basically a one big pep talk for the 325 actors at Dorney's Halloween Haunt. Rewind about four hours and we get this pep talk. Just remember to watch our placement with the prosthetics over the eyebrows, over the eyes, things like that. Take that little extra time. We're talking about the haunt at Dorney Park. Select nights in the Halloween season where monsters roam the park and walk-through attractions are set up. It's been going on for about a dozen years, but this Halloween, I wanted to see how it is put on. So I spent time with the artists and the actors backstage before they scare me. This is the Morning Call Podcast. I'm Kayla Dwyer. All right, are you guys all ready to go? We begin with Tara Santa, who I met around 2.30 p.m. that Friday in the crypt, which is what they call this giant storage space filled with costumes, masks, prosthetics, and where 22 makeup artists will soon set up shop for the hundreds of actors that will filter through over the next few hours. It's controlled chaos. Controlled chaos. And I like to think of myself as, as the chaos coordinator. <laughs> and it's true. If there's a question or a snafu, 
Tara is the go-to. All right, we're going to have to pin her in, but good. Are we still doing the pro air, the alcohol? Yes. This is Tara's 10th year working at Haunt. She started as an alternate makeup artist. And it was kind of on the whim. Um, My dad does some work from uh, around the park, and he came and he said that they were looking for makeup artists, and I said, oh, okay, that might be fun. Ten years later. (laughs) Ten years later. um, uh, But I fell in love with it. Just coming in here and seeing all this stuff, and I just couldn't wait every fall to come back. And ten years later... She's the supervisor of the makeup room, the wardrobe. She's the scenic artist for the park, meaning she personally painted all 11 haunted attractions. And the characters in them are products or derivatives of her vision. On the walls near the artist stations, she puts inspiration photos of scary faces or eerie scenes in nature to spark ideas among the artists. And where that inspiration comes from, she said, can be pretty random. Movies, nature, um, gosh, anything. Pinterest is wonderful. Um, Just about anything. Uh, I, where I was, I went somewhere and I saw this, um, it was like these shadows of these twigs on the ground or something somewhere. And I'm like, that is super cool. So I got some twigs and we made this gazebo thing out in the, uh, in the park for our misfits and it just looks really cool at night with all these twigs all over the place. So that's kind of cool. I mean, anywhere. Tara's a hairdresser by trade and still does that on the side for friends and family, but makeup has always been more exciting to her. I mean, I love theatrical makeup. I love gore makeup. I'm just anything that would transform someone into like a specific character. I have been doing this since I've been in my early teens and Back then, uh, there were no schools to learn how to do special effects makeup or, or anything like that. So um, I went to beauty school, and I have a cosmetology license. I have my cosmetology teacher's license. I have my esthetician certificate, and I love that. I love doing hair, but I always, always went back to makeup, and you know, I wanted to make monsters and you know, do stuff like that. And my poor family, um, I have just subjected my poor little brother to endless costumes and you know I think he was thrilled when I finally moved out got married and now my husband and my two children they had the same thing I was always doing something for them makeup and costumes and all kinds of stuff that's the fun part you know when you can really have something in your head and you can envision what you want it to look like and then it just comes out and it's just really cool. And that's 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 really why I do this. The tools of this trade include a lot of paints, brushes, sponges, Windex, and of course, multiple kinds of blood. This is scab blood. It's scab blood? Yes. It is very gross. It feels like jelly. And basically, it is to produce like gross, like... Inside wounds and stuff. Yeah, it's really nasty, but it's really cool. Like, it's fun to play with, and I love... This is, like, one of the coolest things to use if you're doing, like, wounds or something. At this point, makeup artist Cassidy Garner is demonstrating this effect by spreading the goo on the back of her hand, if you can't tell by my reaction. I ask her to read me the ingredients label. Oh, corn syrup, water... Propylene glycol, just a bunch of yummy chemicals. Flavor. 
Yeah, so just in case. Things. Just in case. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Actually, corn syrup is basically the base of all bloods. Um, oh. If you ever, like, basically any blood you can have has blood, uh, corn syrup in it. So it makes it that thicker? Yeah, it gets oh. it nice and thick and nasty. We have all different kinds of bloods. We have the scab blood, which you were just looking at, and then we have the stage blood. That's basically blood that pe can go into people's mouths. Like, it's allowed. It's... You know, it doesn't taste bad, it's not, you know, it doesn't have any bad chemicals in it. And then we have the regular drip blood, which is basically just as it looks like. It drips and goes down. And then we have this dark blood, which is new this year, and that's just super dark. She said she likes to use that type of blood on the vampires, which are new this year. Of course, they have to buy things like this. But the costumes and the silicone prosthetics, those are all made in-house. Almost every actor has the same character from week to week, but their makeup artist most likely varies. Basically, they get a number, they give a postcard to the artist with their character's name and some basic guidelines, and the artist has 15 minutes per monster to just run with it. You have some creative freedom with everything you do, and each piece that walks out of here is, is for sure different. This is Miranda Hendricks, another makeup artist. At the beginning of the night, she lays out all her brushes and colors on her table in a neat array, even though she says it'll be a mess by the end of the night. Like for me, I put every paint out because I never, I've been here for six years and I still never know what paint I'm going to need to use. <laughs> it shouldn't come as a shock that most people in this room grew up as big fans of horror movies, and even of Dorney's Haunt specifically. But I still wondered if it's possible to be legitimately creeped out by your own creation. Oh, yeah. If I, oh, yeah. Because we have um, simulation night here. So it's the night where um, everyone's, it's like a dress rehearsal for us. And we go out into the park after we're done with makeup and we go through houses. And I still get spooked. I'm, I'm very jumpy. But, but only if they're out there. Like if they're in here. Well, even I shouldn't even say that because even in here, they'll be like, I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> But, but yeah, it's, I still for sure get scared, but it's, it's just some, it's a different type of scared, I think. Because we go through, um, not even here, but like if we go to a different haunted house, because a lot of the Dorney people go together in groups, and then people get scared, but it's like, oh, look at that makeup, look at that makeup, that's something we can do. We're always looking at that, we're always looking at scenery and everything like that, different things that we, different ideas we can take back with us. So yeah, it's definitely a different, um, experience going through a haunted house as a makeup artist. That's kind of like, sort of like the motivator. Like you want to make it creepy to yourself because you know that if it's creepy to you, it's going to be scary as heck out there. Like... Tooth fairy, that's you. Oh my freaking God. It was a well-lit room and I still couldn't help my reaction to this girl who, beneath a mask covered in pointed teeth, had something put in her eyes to completely warp her pupils. I can't even tell if you're really looking at me. That's amazing. By this point in the afternoon, there were a lot of actors with makeup done and just waiting for final touches. So it was hard to turn around and not feel jumpy. Oh, oh my God, David. That's David, right? Oh my God. Oh my God. My reaction to David Pluchinski didn't just have to do with his physical appearance as a zombie-like clown, but as a complete transformation from when I met him just minutes earlier as a normal human. Oh my God. This is a test of my um, 
fortitude right here. Now I'm no, I'm no longer David. Then I switch <laughs> to the character. You're no longer David. <laughs> it's all about getting into the acting, getting uh-huh. into the character that you got to play. Which would be Twister the Clown, as he calls himself. No surprise, David has been a horror fan since he was a child. And he says he's always loved scaring people. This is the best thing I've ever actually done in my life. I love scaring people every year, and this is my job. (laughs) What do you do as a day job? What do I do as a day job? I'm actually a technician. I fix cell phones. Oh, so you have a non-scary, very boring job. Exactly. And and at nighttime, that's when the scary clown comes out to scare people. (laughs) So David's finishing touch was the solution he needed to put in his mouth to make his teeth look rotten. It's just a little bit of food coloring and yummy stuff and chicken. Yeah, and that's Oh nice? my god! <laughs> oh. oh, it makes it like dream. Does it taste weird? It tastes like black licorice. So does that mean you're ready to go? I'm ready to go. What do you do now? Just, just uh, one more thing. Ready? What? <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> He actually got me. No, I saw. No one else saw, right? To actually become an actor is pretty simple. Dorney hosts job fairs over the summer. They get a lot of returning actors. But new ones just have to do a little audition, answer a couple questions or improv prompts, really just to get a sense of their personality. Once they're hired, they go through individualized trainings for each attraction, but also a general training called Scare School. Um, they, they have them in all the parks, and it's kind of a mandatory thing that all the actors have to go through. They have to know, you know, where, you know, how many, you have to stay so many feet from an act, from a, a guest. You shouldn't say, like, some things you shouldn't say is, like, boo or get out or let's play, depending on what your role is. Jessica Forder, recently a graduate of Easton High School, today a clown at the Carnival attraction. I guess, like, the regular things that are overused, like, boo is really overused. Yeah, no cliches. They don't like that at all. Um, you shouldn't curse, obviously. This is a PG park. Um, you're allowed to threaten people, kind of. Just don't be serious about it. Yeah, yeah. Because you're a scare actor. You're supposed to make them scared and fear. Make them Just make them be in fear, I guess. For her, too, scaring people is a pastime. And I do it, like, unintentionally, too, because the way I look, naturally. So, oh, oh, I see you got, like, some piercings. Is that what you do? And I got tattoos and stuff. People, People are scared of people that look like that. I don't know why, but whatever. And I wear all black, too, so. Still, I had to believe this wasn't the case for everyone, that there had to be some people who weren't already obsessed with Halloween or scaring people or whatever. Funny story is I used to be afraid of Halloween, and then I saw I came here as an act like a guest, and I saw the actors. I'm like, how cool would it be to be one of the actors and not be the one getting scared? Andre Walk has been a haunt actor since 2008. Before that, he was a drag queen by the name of Andrea Sparkles. Today, he also volunteers at the Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Center in Allentown. So then I tried it out. I went through an audition. I think I had to do like a laugh or something. And then they were like, well, you got the job. I'm like, yes. For Andre, acting is the main interest. He took drama classes as a kid. He's been in community theater productions. 
He wants to work his way up to becoming an actor at Disney World one day. Tonight, he's one of the three little pigs. I've had practice oinking or squirreling before. Can you show me? That's pretty good. Yeah. But here's something I was shocked to find. An actor who is still scared, like me. Yes, no, I'm absolutely terrified. I've never been through any of the houses here. Like, the night that we had, that was like the preview for cast members and other workers at Dorney Park. Um, I didn't go through any of the houses. I just let my coworker go and I was like, I'll wait for you at the end. And I know everyone in those houses. I know their layouts, but I just, I can't do it. I'm terrified. Olivia Howe is a sophomore at Penn State Lehigh Valley. I came here last year for the first time with um, some of my friends. And again, they all went in the houses and I waited at the end. I was like, I'll see you later. I bought the Nobu necklace and called it a night. Last year, her friends worked here and told her it was a blast. She did some theater in high school, so she thought, why not? Um, I thought it would get me over my fear of this if I did it. But in reality, I'm still terrified. I'm just less terrified to sit in the park rather than go through the houses. So Baby steps. I'm getting there. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> Olivia is a bloody Marie Antoinette. She mainly does photo ops in a gazebo across from Planet Snoopy. She admits it's often kids who show more bravery than her. Oh, yeah. We get lots of kids, which is surprising. Like, it'll be 11 o'clock at night and I'm holding a baby. It's like, it's crazy to me that these kids are still awake and not scared of me. So typically if we understand they're scared, we're like, it's okay, we're nice monsters. And they'll usually come up to us and they'll be like, I love your dress. And then they kind of open up a little bit. But then there's also some kids who are like, I'm not scared of you. And they'll sit right down in between us. And we're like, I mean, you're doing great. You're doing a lot better than me, kid. So. <laughs> How are you doing in this room? In the what? In this room right now. Is I'm, okay? yeah, see, like, behind the scenes when it's not actively, like, jumping out at me, it's the jumping out that freaks me out. And also, like, everybody here is always very in character. And, like, I know these people behind the scenes, but then, like, out there, they're different. They're so different. And it's, like, it tricks my brains. Like, maybe this isn't the person I thought they were. And, no, they're just acting. They're just acting. No one is perhaps more so than the overlord. Out on that stage, he's boisterous, deep-voiced, basking in his glory, it seems. And in the crypt, he's mild-mannered, humble, though still very tall. Are you wearing any lifts in your shoes, or are you naturally that tall? I'm naturally that tall. Oh my god. <laughs> what? There's no specific lift, but um, it's probably a good couple inches. His real name is Connor Raftery. When he's not searching for acting gigs, he does construction work with his dad in East Greenville. Three years ago, he came to the haunt as the understudy for the Overlord. Turns out they needed him to take the head role, and he's been called back ever since. Um, the Overlord is basically the demonic ruler of all things haunt, I guess. That's what they told me when I first started, so I just kind of stick with that as a definition. But um, he's just this evil being that makes sure everybody is scaring as they should, keeping things terrible at Dorney Park. <laughs> He has to do that opening show, and then there's three sacrifice shows throughout the night where he sacrifices a monster that isn't being scary enough to set an example to the other monsters. He has 20 minutes to rest between each show, whereas in the past he had more time to roam and scare people. Which I, I do miss the scaring, so like on the way to and from our rest area to the stage, I'll just like get in people's faces and scare them. <laughs> the park's open for 30 minutes after I get off. So I like to go through the other attractions and stuff, and I'm pretty much used to them now. I'm like, oh, there's, there's gonna be this here or that there. So like, you just know it. 
But sometimes someone will get me, and I'm like, oh, thank God I'm not in costume. Like, I just scared the crap out of the overlord. <laughs> they wouldn't dare do that to you while you're in costume. Oh, people try. Not not other actors, but um, guests will come up and, and come at me behind. Like, ah! Or sometimes they'll grab me, which makes me a little mad. But... Oh. But when they try and scare me, I always have the best comeback line, which is, you can't scare fear itself. So. <laughs> and they're just like, okay. <laughs> All right, okay. Okay, what number? 16, number 16. 16, all the way to the back. As the group gets more crowded, Tara assumes some traffic control duties. There's usually a bottleneck period where everyone's getting out of work and rushing to their makeup time slots. But somehow, every night, Tara says, it gets done. We all get them out by 7 o'clock. Nobody goes naked. Nobody leaves naked. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> We're not that kind of park. <laughs> The last weekend of Dorney's Haunt is this Friday through Sunday, November 1st through 3rd. Thanks to the Haunt actors and artists, to Lee Rosevere for the awesome music, and to our listeners. I'm Kayla Dwyer, and you've been listening to the Morning Call podcast. Happy Halloween. <laughs>